and uh, with I, me virtually, if you will. You want to know something funny? Oh, there you go. You I didn't hook you up again to begin. I, I, I didn't. So, do so it. no one had heard anything that, that I just said. Two times running. Forget okay, to you want me to start over? You want to just do a little rewind? Well, we're already live, so you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> All right, there you go. Everybody who is watching the video can imagine what I said. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Would that work? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. good. Go for it. Uh, the people listening, though, are just going to, like, they're just going to jump right in mid-sentence to me, right? Yes. Is that, is that okay with you? All right, cool. All right, good. Uh, so, anyway, as I was saying, I am your host, The Commodore, and with me virtually from afar is... Rue, Rue, how are you doing this evening? Good. How are you doing? Says I. I, I am doing. Yay, verily, I am doing fine. Huzzah! 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 Um, welcome to the Vanga Boys podcast. Yep. Bum, where bum, we bum, are going to do bum, nothing but talk about the Vanga Boys. Where, and if they had more than one album, I didn't know about it, but I knew that one album pretty well. Where we like to party, we like we like we, we like, like to, party. to party. Correct. So. Um, also. And there will be no dancing old man. I have, I have a sudden urge to go to Six Flags. Only 90s kids will remember this. Dot com. Oh, there you go. We, which we found out is not actually used. So if any of you are out there looking for a gold mine, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, anyway, what are we going to talk about? Welcome to the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. We are going to be discussing tonight a topic uh, that, that, you know, Rue had come up with and got really excited about a title that probably doesn't make a lot of sense to many of you, so I apologize. Uh, Cutting the Cord Incorporated was the name of it, and it, we really are going to talk no, about that. You so screwed up. It's Cord Cutting Incorporated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, this is the way that, that was the, that was the uh, elongated version. I, I apologize. Cord Cutting Incorporated. It's, it's just like Kids Incorporated, except less singing. That's you. Okay, you read my mind. I was about to say, I think I was channeling Kids Incorporated when I came up, yes. came up with that. You know what's eerie? About three days ago, I couldn't get that song out of my head. It's the theme from Kids Incorporated. Kids That's it. Incorporated. K. K. I. I. D. D. S. Whoa. <laughs> like we made it. Okay. Um, That's a good anyway. Show. Uh, okay. T- let, let's just go into news and notes. Um, well, let, let's do that. <laughs> because I, let's do that. I have thoughts in my head dying. Lonely but deaths. First, oh, yeah, I know. Hold on. So the topic du jour. <clears throat> Absolutely yeah. cutting the cord. We're going to be talking about the transition to new media. In case you didn't get that from the title, that's all. Oh, it's true. that's there what are three. Count them three. Dot com portions of the program that we're going to talk about, of which the topic du jour is one. Dot com, but it is the second. The first of which happens to be the T and B bits, otherwise known as the news, news and notes. See, you screwed me up with the dot org there. <laughs> um, I shouldn't listen to you. I should just talk. Dot us. The uh, .de. The third portion of the program is actually the question and answer portion of the program. And .so. If you would like .cz to te- to send any questions our way that we can answer live in the air, all you have to do, if you're following along in the chat, just send me a private message, Commodore One Twenty Eight .in. Uh, not, there's no dot or anything else in that. Or you can send, you can tweet me if you will. Would you like to tweet me? Tweet. Don't answer that. Don't answer. Says Steve Ballmer. Tweet me uh, at it's the Commodore. <laughs> I didn't get that one. <clears throat> it's okay. O- only only Windows ninety nine oh, Windows one people will get that. Only eighties kids will get that. All right. So um, all right. You you want to talk about news and notes? Let's get to portion number one. I just wanted to make people aware of the of the uh, format of this year program. Why don't you jump in with news and notes? I forgot what I had. Okay. Well, we're, we got new note. Got new news and notes. Then get the hell out of here. Good night. Uh, no, you know what. <clears throat> I was going to say, I saw Inside Out for the first time a few days ago. Have you seen this? 
I, I have not have, seen have, Inside have, Out. I've heard you, it's really good. Have you seen this, Paul? Have you have seen, seen this? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It's a weird wild really? stuff. Yeah. Only David Letterman Kins will get this. Um, <laughs> I know. We're like, we're, this is really weird. We're doing obscure crap tonight. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Remember, hey, remember when David Letterman was a late night talk show host? Man, seems like forever yeah. ago. Yeah, it was. It was a long time ago. Uh, what was I talking about? Inside Out. Yeah, the Stephen new Cold there. Yeah. Oh, you should watch it. <clears throat> you yeah, okay. should watch it, especially. I heard it's really good, Mister with a Kid. Um, I heard it wasn't a kids' movie though. Well, I mean, there is like extensive rape scenes, but other than that, ah, uh, yeah, I thought I it was mind. pretty kid friendly. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, are you actually going to get to some news and notes, or are you just no? Gonna... I was just saying because I was reminded myself. I can't. I keep thinking of that movie now. Whenever like random music pops in your head and stuff, because like. It's this thing about how memory, like, <clears throat> there's one scene where, like, they're trying to figure out, there's, like, a, these workers that are trying to figure out what memories to keep. And it's like, ah, oh, all these U.S. presidents, I don't know, keep Lincoln and, and, and Washington and the fat one. And then they're like, wait, this gum commercial jingle from, like, th- 10 years ago? That's super important. In fact, let's send that back up to the main cortex. Again. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fun was to it do Big every Red? Week. Was it Big Red? <clears throat> it was a fake one because it was, yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Very good. Actual news and notes. Um, how How is Windows 10 treating you this week? Oh, man. I wasn't even going to go into this, but I will go into it now. Uh, I promised the people on Twitter who saw me tweet about the show that I'll do a Windows 10 rant. Um, any of you that follow me on Twitter will have seen several tweets in the last week about my continual struggles with Windows 10. Some of you who follow the program more closely will also realize that I'm actually here tonight. Which is That's awesome. pretty cool, right? Yeah. And with its normal quality and a real microphone, this is fantastic. So uh, how did that happen, you ask? Well, the answer is Windows 7. Uh, how did I get from here to there, you, you might ask? Well, it's kind of a, a long and ugly path. What I ended up doing, actually, was deciding that, you know what? It's been a long time since I formatted my OS drive. Probably time to go back to a fresh install of Windows. I used to do it every once every two years, something like that. So I thought this is time to do it. And I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll install Windows 10 as a clean install and see if that fixes the issues because there's probably something that's carried over from my flawed version of Windows 7. All the porn. Yeah, it's got to be that. Yeah. Some kind of all the malware, all that crap that comes along with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Uh, So I did. And guess what? It didn't work any better. It was it was it was just as bad. I got freezing like every five minutes. It was absolutely horrible. It was terrible. Skype didn't work either. Again, I tried it. Uh, nothing was working. I didn't even have sound. I don't know if any of you consider sound to be an important property that you get out of your computer, but I couldn't have that in Windows 10. Only past 1990. Now remember, this was is your Sound Blaster Pro working correctly? No, actually, I, I, I had to I had to reconfigure my TCP/IP settings. Um, no, so the. Uh, the, the interesting part of this whole thing is that Windows 10 had done the computer scan and said, hey, listen, you are 100% ready. We've checked all your applications. We've checked all your hardware. You're ready to go. Um, they have no idea what they're talking about, I'll tell you right now. So what I ended up doing was wiping all that all over again, formatting the whole partition, loading up Windows 7. And that, dear people, is why I'm here with you tonight. So if you're thinking about Windows 10 and you have a computer that has any hardware older than one calendar year I would really recommend exercising caution um, says one experienced person to several of you who might be thinking about it don't 
go to Windows 10 unless you're very comfortable that your hardware is very new. Uh, otherwise, you're going you're gonna to have a bad, bad experience. Anyway, that was my Windows 10 rant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so there you go. There's your update. Be, beware. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, I also had news. Um, so the, 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 this is phone news, and I'm bringing it up because it's important to me. Um, so my phone, I still have a Note 2, uh, mm. which is getting on three years old at this point. Starting to look at new phones because you know. Oh come on! You're you, not really going to be looking at new phones. Yeah. You know what you're getting. You already know it. What am I getting? You're getting a Note Five. That's what I thought too. That's Note, what you're doing. Note Five's coming out, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, huh? Yep. You you can't you can't put an SD card in it. Oh, you don't even <clears throat> use an SD card. Yeah, I do. Dot com. Fire. You can't swap out the battery. Which literally I had to do last week because I was like gone for uh, more than twenty four hours away from a you know being able to plug it in with any easeability, and I was like, you know what though, I got a spare battery, I can just swap it out. Boom, thirty seconds later, I'm ready to go. Um, You know what else? They dropped battery capacity from the Note Four. They did. They did. What? What? It's like two hundred milliamps, I think, but it's it's not much. That's milliamp hours. That's a good amount, but about. That's like one fifteenth of the battery power. That's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, you know, fifty percent. Paul Blart Mulcop. So, two. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not going to iPhone because I, I'm not going to completely swap my ecosystem at this point. Uh, especially Why not? Because so you didn't even consider the iPhone. Not at all. Not even close. Why? Because Why? you know the success is coming out. The the what? The six. Oh, I think it's the success. The success. The double. iPhone success is coming out. And you know what? Double the C. Double the S. And that's how you get success. Success. It's true. Learn that from home. Look it up. Learn that, learn that from uh, 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 home, 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 home matters. Home no. Oh, okay. What was that? Home time with Joanne Liebler. No, it was the thing with the now kids. Now we're getting obscure. With, that was obscure. With, I don't even know what you're talking about. No, what was the show? Full House. That's what I was trying to Full say. Full House. Thank you. Joanne, what, what, what are you saying? You said Joanne Liebler. Blue, blue, blue. I said Joanne Liebler, but what did you say? Anyway, Kim, go, I, I, I don't care. Kimmy, Keep going. Kimmy Gibbler? Kimmy Gibbler. Kimmy okay. Gibbler, too. Planet of the Grey Wolf. <laughs> uh, and you know what, uh, Psychopather? I actually was looking pretty hard at the Nexus 6. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, like maybe 350 bucks, which compared to, like, getting almost any other new phone nowadays, which are, like, freaking $600 or whatever. It's pretty crazy. Uh, let me ask you this. This could be a, a big hint. Are you going to wait? Bef- are you going to buy the phone before or after the date of September 1st? Uh, I can wait. Okay. Okay. New well, Nexus. The way that you answered that question means that you don't know what I'm talking about, which is okay. Why? Well, How about so it's going to be the, you're you're going to buy the. I think I know this. I think you're going to buy the One Plus Two. Oh fuck! I mean, fudge no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So reverse right, that. Well, Bloop. Yeah, there goes the uh, uh, there goes the, the Chinese crap for you. All right, no, fine. not at all sold on the One Plus. Uh, and okay, let's see. Then you're going to go with the the new um, LG G4. G4 Pro? Pro. That's what I was trying to think of. Was it Plus or Plo? I couldn't Pro. No, it's Plo. The G4. Plo. G4 Plo. Uh, Plo. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm weighing options at the moment, but currently I'm oh, actually. Oh, you don't know. I don't know okay. what I'm going to. But I'm looking at uh, Nexus 6 potentially, even though, or strangely enough, you know, you can't swap out batteries there or anything either but do you use the stylus on the note <clears throat> i don't 
Yeah, see, I then, really then, then, yeah, the Nexus 6 is perfect for you. Uh, uh, I use the stylus. You do? All the time. I use it all the time. Well, what I do use you, it every single day. You have a Note 4, right? I have a Note 4. See, and that's that I'm also considering a Note 4 because I hear really good things about that. It's a great, it's a great phone. Uh, and and I do like I do like Samsung has the best hardware. Yeah, it see, really does. You have a, you're part of the Samsung ecosystem already. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not part of the no, I'm not part of the Samsung ecosystem. How anybody. many how many Samsung phones have you had? Yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm part of the ecosystem. That means it doesn't well, mean yes, I'm, it does. no, I'm not tied to it. Being part of oh, the ecosystem. Yeah. Well, what I mean, okay, so here's what I mean by that. You're right. You don't you don't have like a Samsung.com <laughs> account. I get that. What yeah. I'm what I'm saying though is that. You are familiar with the look and feel of sure. Samsung phones. I'm familiar with TouchWiz and blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah. Now, TouchWiz with, you know, Lollipop and then moving forward to M. That's true, too. It's very untouchwizzy, I might, I might add. That's well. true. I mean, but there's also something to be said about. So the Nexus 6 is uh, may, maybe even a little bit bigger than I really want, which is hard for me to say. That is pretty hard. Yeah. I, I wouldn't expect that from you. Big and hard. Is there, is there one hand operation functions? No, but that's fine. Uh, that, yeah, you might find that man eh. useful. But but the thing is, is that and also also like I said, you can't swap out the battery, and there's no SD card. But 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 you uh, the the ability. Well, yeah, but the uh, ability to have a pure Android experience without sure. a layer of crap on top of it put right. on by. Microsoft, sorry, not Microsoft, but uh, <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> Damn it, Windows 10. Damn it, Windows 10. No, without like a Samsung skin uh, with TouchWiz or whatever LG calls their crap yeah. or HTC Sense. Or, or with, any carrier bloat. With, or any carrier bloat, you know. Which you would, which you never get in the iPhone because they don't have <coughs> any carrier. Yeah, well. Um, hey, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to keep things fair here. Why are you trying to sell me on iPhone, Apple I'm fan not boy? trying to sell you on crap. I'm just asking if you considered it. That's yeah. all. You know, nope. You don't, not even close. So now you're going to buy a phone without a re, without a reusable Do I battery. Look like a teenage that, girl that doesn't have. That's what I thought. That doesn't have SD capability, and you you name those as two things you that you wanted to have in a new phone. Then you threw those out the window. <laughs> If, if you told me right off the bat that you were like, I don't, you know, I don't really care about this whole changing batteries and I don't really care about this whole SD card thing, then why not buy an iPhone? It doesn't have either of those things. Well, because beyond that, if I, if I was going to get a Note 5 and spend like $700 or whatever ridiculous price it is, yes, I could get something that I would consider better and, 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 you know, um, you know, not have the battery or the SD card, something that overall I, I could compromise and not have that and have something better for cheaper. Yes. To me, that, that seems better. And that would be Fair something enough. like the, the Nexus 6. I think We're getting so, yeah. really in the weeds here, and I didn't really mean to bring my phone uh, woes out into the world. Yeah. but Right. Yeah. That's okay. Hey, I have one more thing to talk about that's a kind of news that's not news. Okay, what's that? But it's related. <clears throat> um, so there was a, a big announcement that ended up, I think, what will probably, for most of us, probably mean nothing. But uh, it was a fairly large announcement where that Google has made some, or I should say, Sergey Brin, the CEO of Google. Uh, actually, he's not the CEO of okay. Google anymore. That's the big news. Alphabet. Reorganized, reorganized themselves under Alphabet, which is actually a patent, or I'm sorry, copyrighted by somebody. Who was it? Uh, IBM? No. Uh, Sesame Street? Somebody owns Alphabet, and uh, they, they didn't know that. And anyway... Google now is one company that sits under a holding company called Alphabet. And Alphabet is there to kind of uh, allow Google to diversify without with still being under the same roof, but without, um, you know, kind of 
clouding, clouding. I mean, I, cloud. That's kind of their buzz, their business, right? Clouding up all of the things that their core mission is really all about. Uh, that is the irony in that statement is unbelievable. But anyway. <laughs> So um, I think that's interesting because there are so many things that Google's working on that seem to have absolutely nothing to do with Google's core mission. Uh, their healthcare stuff, um, you know, some of the Google X applications, you know, uh, they're, they're really kind of out there. Yeah. It's similar to how Facebook, you know, goes out and purchases a virtual reality company like out of the clear blue sky. Like, why did that happen? What, but even, but Google's, even, Google's even more of the random moonshot project kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, they have <clears throat> I literally know someone who, who recently uh, took a job uh, with their I can't remember what it's called, but it's their like Wi-Fi via weather balloon initiative. Mm. You know, they're yep. trying to engineer yep. a way to. Uh, be able to have Wi-Fi up in a weather balloon and you know distribute it amongst a very large area. You know, just until somebody with a drone goes up there and shoots it down. Yeah, but but it's really random stuff like that, which yeah. always makes Google kind of neat in people's eyes because it's like, just like, yeah. who would think of doing that? Well, uh, people know. with ridiculous amounts of money. Well, yes, and, and, and Google's always, uh, doing very well as a company, and then that should be yeah. that should be mentioned as well. And they had a, a very good quarter, and now we're going to do the business update, and the business update says that Google's doing well. Um, okay. Uh, you know what? I think we might have crammed too much news and notes down people's throats tonight. It's mostly my that, phone stuff, but yes, that's okay. Um, we, can, we can move on yet, or anything else? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and move on. Let's let's yeah. do that because I got I got things to to think. Oh, oh. Uh, not really, okay. but whatever. You you actually have something to contribute to the program this evening? Not so much. But oh. we'll try. All right, um, that hurts my feelings. No, it doesn't. So <laughs> we are going to uh, shift gears here to the topic du jour. Which happens to be about cutting the cord. Now, you came up with this. So I'm going to let you run through it, and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll unpack anything that you might miss along the way. Go. So I actually thought about this randomly. Totally missed it. Damn it. I'm sorry. Keep <laughs> I actually thought about this randomly when I woke up this morning. It was like the first thought in my head. It was like, we should talk about cord cutting. And then I was like <laughs> brushing my teeth and stuff. I'm like, why the hell did I come up with that? But anyway. When my daughter was born. They handed it like, here you go, dad. And you go, Psh. did they actually do that? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was like a urban myth. No, they totally do it. And then you like, you go, oh my God, like, it's so easy. And did you pass out and then you look, cigars? No, it was, it was, it, well, it's really, it, I actually almost cut it outside of the little tourniquets they put down. So I almost cut it in the wrong place. And then anyway, it would have been a really, really bad. They're like, no. And I went, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here. Anyway, go ahead. You almost dunced it. That's a true story. That is a true, true story. Anyway, go ahead. So anyway, cord cutting your baby's uh, sphincter. Mm -hmm. What's it called? Umbilical cord? <laughs> sphincter? Wow. Okay. Dot com. Uh, I don't know why we're kind well, of silly to our anatomy podcast. <clears throat> so it's after the Venga Boys podcast. Yeah. So cord cutting. Yes. <clears throat> For me personally, this this is a trend, obviously, especially with millennials. <clears throat> I, I have cut the cord. Cord cutting, to, to quickly define, even though you did earlier, means to specifically get rid of TV service, be it, it's called cord cutting, but mostly cable, uh, or it could be like a satellite dish network of some sort or sure. whatever. <coughs> but a few years Essentially, ago. it is the 80s concept yes. of home premium that, cable. You get, you get your video entertainment primarily through a t television subscription. And you get rid of that. That's cord cutting. Um, so I was looking at my cable bill a few years ago, and I realized, you know, I'm spending $200 a month for internet 
and uh, cable. Not even like any crazy special cable, just basically digital cable, mm-hmm. um, which comes with hundreds of channels, sure, but I don't really watch very much of it. It's a lot of it's a lot of poop. I mean, we are we've talked before about how we're kind of in a in a renaissance or a golden age of television with some really yes. great stuff on uh, Breaking yes. Bad, Game of Thrones, uh, going back a few more years like Lost and, and Battlestar Galactica, Sopranos, all sorts of good stuff. And ever since around two thousand, like TV's been really good, but. On top of all that, you have you know for every every Game of Thrones you have, you have fifteen knockoffs of uh, of um, uh, uh, Marco Polo. Yeah, what's what's the, yeah, Marco Polo? Uh, the bastard sword. What was the new the new the one bastard on, sword? Uh, the bastard executioner on eight uh, AMC, I think. Okay, so we're gonna get to why you know that some of these even exist in a minute. Well, because I watch a, a great show called <laughs> Humans, because I don't cut the cord. But that, we're, we're getting to this. We're gonna get to. Okay, this. okay. But uh, you know, I was gonna say Hardcore Pawn. That's that's that horrible one <laughs> in Detroit. Pawn. I made you on watch True TV. Yes, yes, which is garbage. Anyway, it was your favorite favorite show? It, it is. It's it is so trash bad. TV, man. They, they should change from True TV to Trash TV. Oh, they probably did. All probably down, did. I all, mean, that's what it's, that's probably what they what all the executives when they <clears> smoke <throat> their cigars behind the scenes go. Ah, yeah, <laughs> cutting umbilical TV. cords, smoking <laughs> cigars. Let me cut that cord. <laughs> Donald Trump TV. Um, yeah. Donald Trump TV. What? Uh, so anyway, I'm looking at my cable bill and stuff. I'm like, huh? If I cut the cable bill, or if I cut the TV, I'll have uh, I'll be paying sixty bucks instead of two hundred. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Um, yeah. 200 is excessive. And so and so then you like be like how do you find out about these shows? Well, at the time it was somewhat limited. Uh Netflix obviously is like the number one it's like the number one use of bandwidth in the US by far, I think. Yes. Uh, I I kind of might have pulled that out of my butt. YouTube's probably up there too, but I think it is Netflix number one. Yeah. Um and they have they have they have a lot of great shows and some really great original content now too. But since they have become like the harbinger of streaming options for video mm-hmm. content, you've since gotten things like HBO Now, which is mm-hmm. a standalone service uh, for HBO. You spend I think it's like fifteen dollars a month, and you can watch and HBO Sesame shows. Street. That was a news item I wanted to talk about. And Sesame Street going to HBO. So yeah, we'll talk about it next time. Well, no, but let's talk about that here. So that I think that's part of the whole streaming. It is. I was joking. Thing. Go ahead. No, no, seriously. Because okay, so you have PBS, which is on Sesame Street, not owned, but they've broadcast Sesame Street for how many years? Decades. And now they're going to HBO. Plus. And at first you might be like, "Well, that sucks. That's terrible." And you know, no one's going to have a chance to be able to see this. Blah 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 blah. But with HBO now, in particular, you can spend fifteen dollars a month and sit your kids down in front and not only have a, a breadth and depth of Sesame street shows to show them mm-hmm. uh, with more content per year as well, but you can stream it on demand, which I and don't you get it before it's actually on public television. Yeah. And don't quote me on this but like nine I, months. Cause I haven't checked. I don't, I don't think PBS allows you to uh, go online and stream Sesame well, street expensive. on demand. Yeah. It's, 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 it's expensive. It's such a proposition. It, so they, I'm sure they wouldn't do it. Yeah. So, so, did I say HBO Go? I meant HBO Now. I know it's kind of confusing. HBO Go has like if you're subscribed to their TV channel and you get the Go app. But you HBO, said HBO now. now. Okay, okay. I think you're just right. making sure. Yeah. I think somebody said HBO Go because they were they didn't know about HBO Now. So yeah. you're, you're you're good. Anyway, oh, people in the chat are finding great deals on phones for me. That's awesome. Uh, oh, that's great. <laughs> this, is, this is why it's great to have a, a great community. Keep going. But anyway, my point being, so you have that. You have. Um, 
another big one was uh, oh, it just fell out of my head. It's Sling, uh, which actually is owned by Dish, but that came <laughs> out a few months ago. It is a service for I think twenty dollars a month, and you can stream multiple TV networks, things like mm-hmm. Comedy Central and TNT and TBS and ESPN and ESPN two. And um, that's the big one. Uh, If you are a fan of TV, there are multiple ways you can get to watching it on your computer. Yeah. Some illicit, not not, and and more increasingly not so illicit, which is great. Right. That shows that companies are picking up that this is a this is a trend. This is a growing trend. Yeah, it is more than a trend. It might be making history. Yeah, I mean, so instead of a trend, this is they're going to be the dinosaurs, which would be the terrible thing. Uh, cable subscriptions uh, decreased by almost half a million do- uh, people in quarter two of 2015. That, that's the latest news that just came out. So that's that's what I mean by it's a trend for the longest time. Cable subscriptions increase, increased, increased. The past several quarters or year or two, it's actually been decreasing. As more oh, yes. people are like, I don't feel like paying $150 to watch uh, Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo's night out in Detroit. Yeah. Um, And more of the other same crap. Also, a lot of the, uh, this I didn't know, but I saw this week, interestingly, is the concept of the premium packaging for cable has dropped mm -hmm. dramatically as well. So people aren't, people now are, are buying kind of the basic cable packages more often than they're buying the expanded cable packages than, than ever before. Of course. And, And so, and, uh, actually, let me get back to ESPN in just a second because that's kind of a key a key chink in the armor here, or it's a key something. Exactly. It's a key point. But, yep. I mean, something else to me, one of the reasons I dropped TV is that it's kind of become dumbed down in, in terms of it's become very samey across all channels. Um, yes. channel, whereas something like 15 years ago, you would have the sci-fi channel. It would show sci-fi. Sure. You would have the history channel. It would show history. Now it's a Absolutely. lot of easy to produce reality TV, some of which is good. Things like Pawn Stars are actually not only somewhat entertaining, but somewhat informational. But Absolutely. a lot of it's garbage. Um, yeah. And a lot of it is easy to produce garbage Garbage that is samey across multiple channels. Cheap, easy to produce, Be- virtually an unlimited supply. Because... It's becoming harder and harder to sell people on these expensive TV packages. And so companies want to spend less on the content to try to not, you know, try to still make money. And it's, this is becoming a, a cumbersome system that's starting to fall in on itself. And so let's talk about that because you just brought up an interesting point. And I think this is this is where we start to we start to move into the territory of how we describe this industry and how it's changing. So. Let's, there's really three parts if you really think about how people receive their TV. There are content makers, so producers, as it were, right? Mm-hmm. There are content distributors. Those are things like, you know, channels. They are studios, those kinds of things, right? Um, think networks, right? And then you, number three, have the providers, the people yeah. that actually run a cable to your house and allow you to have the connection to do those things. Okay. So what you just highlighted is that, you know, hey, companies don't want to, they want to produce cheap stuff. Well, that tends to be the networks, right? Not the producers. The producers, 
the producers do too, but but by and large, you know, people that make content are generally trying to make content that they think is entertaining and fun, right? It's the networks that want to make stuff that's really, really cheap, really easy to reproduce, and they can do two seasons a year, and they can knock out DVD sales and all these other kinds of things and, and send it to you. And then you have the providers who don't really care about what they, they give you as long as you continue to buy their service, right? Right. So they don't give a crap whether you're watching reality TV, whether you're watching Game of Thrones, whether you're watching you know all, TV all day every day, or whether you never even turn on your TV. As long as you pay them a monthly subscription to their service, you're a good customer. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the way it has always been what you're talking about with several of the sources you just talked about is disruption because now we have the blurring of those lines, right? The networks themselves have eroded to a certain extent because you have production, you have folks that were actually Netflix, when you really think about it, is one of those networks per se, right? They're a, they're a place that's, that over a service provider provides you content, right? They're a provider. But now they make shows. Those are the producers, right? Yeah. So the line is already blurred there. You still have to have the internet to consume it. But wherever you go, is the, is the, is the, the fundamental experience of Netflix different if you aren't sitting in your living room? No. It's exactly the same. You, as a subscriber to Netflix, as long as you have internet connection anywhere, can enjoy your Netflix subscription. Yes. Yeah, and I've I've done that like when waiting in the airport before. I'm like, hey, you know what? Uh, I I should catch up on the episode of Daredevil that I didn't like. Pick that up where I left off. I got an hour to wait for my next plane. Boop. Oh yeah, here we go. Which is that's inspired the providers. Yep. I'm sorry. The yeah the, the service providers, the the cable companies, mm -hmm. to try to replicate that. Yep. In their own way. So my cable provider says, hey, you got a screen? No problem. Cool. Check it out. Just add it. And then go on the road. But you well, need, guess what? But you still need your cable subscription. So you have your cable subscription, but which is fine because you still subscribe to Netflix too. So there, there's no difference there except for the cost, right? Except the only stuff you can watch for me on the road is stuff that I have recorded. So my uh -huh. DVR stuff or stuff that's on demand. I can't watch live TV. Yep. <clears throat> on which, the road. And the concept of live is really becoming blurred for oh, this is another great time. Uh, almost everything we're talking about by the way let's set aside sports and specifically yes. espn because that's going to be a yes. nice little chunk we'll tackle at the end here um yep. but regular tv it's like does it really so much matter if you watch the latest episode of game of thrones live or if you mm -hmm. wait a couple hours and stream it later on hbo go or hbo just now? stay off reddit until you watch well it. i mean that's that's okay that's the problem is that you have to be careful with what you see on like because like like Google News and Yahoo News and stuff like spoil crap all the time now from oh, like, the biggest things. But yeah. uh, actually, so uh, man, so much really good content in the um, in the chat. Uh, Six Slayer actually in particular is kind of playing a devil's advocate of of, of sorts. Um, basically, so people in the con in the comment or comments in the chat are talking about a la carte a la carte pricing. Yeah. Which is something people have been asking for for a long time from right. from cable companies, basically saying, "Hey, I don't want five hundred channels of crap. I just want to be able to like pay, uh, I don't know, five bucks for Comedy Central and five right. bucks for TNT or whatever. Uh, if I, ten bucks for HBO and ten bucks for ESPN and let me go." Um, 
And the thing is, is that, uh, so let's see, let me just read what Six Layer is saying in here. Um, blah, 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 blah. Cable is already IP based on the backup, but that of course will come, yes. come more to the forefront, but breaking things up in an effort to spend less, I think is close to a fool's errand without missing out on a lot of content. That's a good point. And I think that's something a lot of people miss. And that that's kind of a, a devil's advocate type thing I want to bring up uh, because the current the current cable model that exists where mm-hmm. you pay a lot of money, but you get a lot of channels. Like if you, if you do it on a, a dollar per channel basis, it's actually pretty yes. good. It is. The thing yeah. is that people don't want that many channels, but you, exactly. But, and, and the thing is though, so, okay, what if you break that up and then no one buys subscriptions to the sci-fi channel because it's full of crap or this, that, and the other. And then suddenly it's gone. It is. Uh, yeah. Because no, well, I mean, if 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 it's not being somewhat subsidized in this cable model, for lack of a better word, then yeah, it probably will not survive. But and There's, that makes that makes things difficult for for the content producers, producers. and yeah. for the the distributors. There's lots because less the distributors. Mm-hmm. sell advertising yeah and there's a lot less there's a lot you'll have a lot less content overall and those diamonds in the rough that might get picked up i can't think of any examples right now but i'm sure there are diamonds in the rough on things like um true tv or or sci-fi channel uh well, will yeah, not I mean, get will not have it as much of a chance because there won't be as many people to purchase it is that is that a good thing is that a bad thing that there will be less opportunities for content to get made if this channel was busted up and it all became a la carte streaming. Um, yeah, so that, isn't that interesting? I mean, you know, you, you see this thing feed itself as a wheel, right? I mean, this is the way TVs work for 50 years. It's just that the, the media that get us our television has changed. Um, if there are more outlets, then more creative people can make more shows. That being said, they're they're going, albeit they might be made at a in a in a cheaper, um, you know, more kind of force fed kind of way, rather than trying to really produce what I think has you you put it exactly right. It is the renaissance of television. I have argued several times in this program that uh, the renaissance of TV is the reason that is one of the reasons that film is so absolutely empty of ideas right now and is just mindlessly doing sequels and reboots Yeah, um, because all of the real art is being, is happening on TV. Um, but, and I, I, you know, I, th- but the <clears throat> fact is people can, people, you're to answer your question. Yes. More people can make more stuff if there are more channels to make it on. However, at what cost? Well, I mean, and this is what I'm saying is like, okay, look at AMC 10 years ago. No one oh was talking God. about it. If it hadn't no. been subsidized with this, and I'm going to go keep using the subsidized term, even though there's issues with it. But uh, yeah. if it, AMC hadn't been subsidized up to 2005 or so with this model where they keep yes. getting money from this whole cable package, blah, 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 based on numbers of numbers of subscribers to cable in general. And they weren't getting their 81 cents or whatever per year uh, per subscription, I should say. Um, would they have survived long enough to suddenly come up and become this this uh, com- or company, this yeah this uh, production house that creates well, such shows right. or, or at least produces such shows such as Breaking Bad or Mad Men or even Hold or the Catch number Fire. one show on television which the is Walking Dead or Walking Dead of course uh, how could I forget about that uh, oh yeah and the the, the prequel comes out this and now this, Fear the Walking Dead which starts this Sunday if you know yeah and if it wasn't 
Cuts the cord. If it wasn't for this model, I really highly doubt AMC would have survived that long because really, right. who's going to pay? Who's going to go out and say, I really need American movie classics? Right. You know? And there there was already Turner movie classics and there were, you know, all these other niche. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and, and they're still around, by the way. And and what's funny to me is that I, who, you know, again, I, I don't cut the cord. I, I, we, we, when I start to look, all of a sudden I'm like noticing, I'm flipping through the guide the other day trying to find something for my daughter to watch while we feed her lunch. And lo and behold, I find all these channels. Like there's this channel called Laugh. And they play like really hokey (laughs) mid-90s sitcoms and Walker, Texas Ranger, right? Um, (laughs) Like these really, really niche, niche kinds of like content you don't even think is on TV anymore and there it is mm. because it's so cheap to produce and cheap to license and it was sold as a part of a package with probably 20 other channels yeah and I didn't even know I've had this I had the same package for over two two almost three years now and I had I didn't even have any idea that th- that was even a part of the lineup yes that is the excess yes of cable TV at its finest right and, there and it is a giant techies making a good point about sci-fi channel which is actually owned by uh, nbc universal which is owned by comcast so yeah that's just the, who's feeding who you know? it, yeah this is a big giant it is tv is a mess uh not, not tv the well yes but tv traditional but tv is I, a mess tv the business of tv is a yes. giant intertangled mess that, like I said before, is kind of posed. If the cable system collapses, which it looks like it's starting to, the subscriber base is starting to bail because yep. they don't want to pay $150 for TV, um, then there's going to be a lot tumbling down with it. And a lot of producers, for good or ill, are going to come tumbling down as well. Now, HBO, you, yep. have, you have things like Amazon and Netflix uh, and and Hulu that are starting to make their own content and and some really good stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. Love House of Cards, Daredevil was amazing. Uh, you know, and, and even Amazon's getting in on on the act with some good stuff. Yes, HBO I think is one of the first major channels to go out on its own and say, hey, we're gonna allow people to just go ahead and stream our channel. Uh, by itself just pay us the 15 bucks and we'll show you game of thrones and girls and all the other stuff that they make that's made by <laughs> and, hbo yeah and they're they're archive of really really great shows silicon right? valley which is awesome and um, freaking <laughs> but um but hbo i think it's not a coincidence they were one of the first channels to go out and do that on their own because as a premium movie channel for since the beginning they yes. they were never bundled in with basic cable. You always had to pay a special always. ten, fifteen, twenty dollar premium to get them. And if because you're of ever that, out, out on the road and you see some of these obscure motels that still have their same signs <coughs> from the eighties, you'll see them yeah, say we free have HBO. HBO. Yep, right. Uh, and th- so it's a little bit easier. I mean, there's definitely entanglements, but it's a little bit easier for them to say, "Hey, you know what? Let's just cut out this middleman." Let's cut out the cable companies and go straight to the consumer and say, hey, instead of giving your $15 to the to Time Warner so that you can get HBO, if you want to just stream it, just give us the 15 bucks. That's easier right. for them to do. It it's is. a bit harder for even channels well-known for their uh, original content. It's a lot harder for someone like AMC to come yes. out and say, oh, yeah, pay us 15 bucks too. Um, because they, well... <laughs> 
they haven't forged that path they haven't forged HBO it. really has. Right. And furthermore, they are entangled. They are entangled in this whole industry. Um, right. And that leads me to finally to talk about sports, which yes. I think is one of the main reasons a lot of people haven't cut the cord any, uh, yet. Uh, absolutely. Live, live TV is kind of a, I don't want to say dying thing, but it's becoming more murky as a, as a necessary, you know, oh, you have to be here. You have to be here at 10 p.m. on Sundays to watch The Walking Dead or you're going to miss it. Right. Uh, if you can stream there's it, a, there's whatever. a generational divide there. I think. Definitely, yeah. which we didn't yeah. we didn't even really touch on. But no. uh, live sports, like some people like to like, they're okay with taping or DVRing a sports a, a game, watching it later. Yeah, that completely misses the point for me. If I miss a live game, I don't care. I just want to check yep. the score. Exactly. If I want to see a game, I want to watch it live. Otherwise, what's what's the point? And exactly. Be, and because of that, sports is a very unique phenomenon in that way. ESPN is able to say as the worldwide leader in sports, they they command a premium from cable companies for per subscription. And I think for ESPN, it's something like $9 per subscription. $9 out of every subscription fee that people pay to Time Warner or Comcast goes to ESPN, just for ESPN. Which is owned by ABC, which yes, is owned by Disney. by Disney, which is owned, which is a producer, by the ghost of Steve Jobs. What? Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, but the thing is, is that what, and people say, well, why didn't ESPN just come out on their own, not being tied to cable subscriptions, and they can just sell sell you know lot. They do have they already have the Watch ESPN app, which fi- yeah. works fine, but sure. you need a cable subscription in order to access it. They will not sell a standalone thing. That's right. why it was a big deal that they were packaged in with Sling, at least for a while. But now it sounds like they might be bowing out because they said, hey, if we ever lose subscribers. Uh, we're, we're putting this in the contract. If we ever lose, and for a while, we can bow out. You could, you could do ES, watch ESPN or ESPN three by being a college student as well. I don't know yeah, if they still do. That. I don't know if they, maybe, but colleges pay a lot of money for TV rights. Or, or now they do. Yes. So now uh, it's come out that uh, over the past year, um, according to Nielsen, ESPN has lost three point two million television subscribers. So it's starting to hit them. Uh, and they're in a pickle. It they are intertwined. TV contracts with sports are some of the most labyrinthine and obscure, entangled things that exist. Uh, if you're at all a fan of sports, you might have in the past five years, five or so years, been a part uh, or knowledge into uh, the college restructuring realignment of conferences. A lot mm-hmm. of different schools jumping around athletic conferences to even ones that make no sense geographically. Lots of craziness going on. Why? TV contracts. Literally. Football TV contracts. That's the only reason. Right. Uh, you had, and that's something our beloved ACC, Maryland jumped ship specifically because the Big Ten promised them a big TV contract on the Big Ten network. Bingo. Which might not even be a big deal in a few years if streaming becomes more of a, a thing and people exactly. use less TV subscriptions to buy the to get on the uh, Big Ten network and watch it. They might want right. to try to find it online somewhere. Right. And then that completely blows up the model. It is a giant mess waiting to happen and it's starting to crumble. And I want to say it's exciting. It is exciting. But then again, it's also a part of the uh, old, old, old saying, uh, you know, or the old curse may live in exciting times. The TV model yeah. is about to blow up, and sports is going to be a big part of that. It, it, it is. I don't and know I how think it's going to shake out. I mean, it, the, the funny thing is, we all know that when we talk about ratings, we talk about television, football 
in America is king, right? Um, yes. And ESPN pays a billion dollars plus for every every single time they renew the contract just for Monday Night Football. Yep. Um, so the that's one game a week, right? Um, and I think t- television revenue for football has been is the biggest it's ever been. Uh, it, was, it was very public. $220 million to every single team in the NFL for TV revenues. Um, it's pretty amazing. So, you know, just for existing. So I, I think, but there's also this concept of the public utility of television, at least in this country there is, right, where where it's so much kind of a cultural phenomenon, the over-the-air concept, right, which is not cable. I get that. Um you know, this concept of the over the air, which is still very based on live TV. So what happens to those folks? Right. Forget necessarily cord cutting, but football's produced and shown. Uh, you get the game of the week. You get three games every Sunday on your network TV, not counting the night game. Mm-hmm. OK, so four games every Sunday. What happens to live TV? What's on what's on network television now? Right. Like actual broadcast networks. Yeah. It is prime time. It is daytime news. Daytime, I guess, does command some kind of rating. Right. So there's it there's some to. daytime yeah. TV pieces. Where you right? get all the, like the view and stuff like that. So there's daytime stuff. There is the there is the primetime stuff. There is live sports. And then there's like nightly news for local news hubs, news, local news affiliates. Right. Mm hmm. What happens to those folks as people consume less and less of those kinds of things in terms of live, in terms of you know, what, what have you, and switch to the cord cutting concept that you and I have talked about here? That's not even necessarily premium cable, but I would say that's even in jeopardy considering <clears throat> all the changes that you're talking about. Definitely, definitely. And I'm not saying that cord cutting is bad. Obviously, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I, I do it. Uh, I think it's going to lead to a de facto oligarchy. People have been wanting the government to step in. I think it's not even necessary at this point because it's already in process. Uh, You know, de facto oligarchy is coming. Uh, The problem is it's going to be a rough ride. It's going to be a little more expensive than you think, at least for the time being. And yeah, it's so going to be the economies and of scale come together. Exactly, exactly. And it's going to be complicated. Uh, there's really good, you know, stuff being talked about in the chat again, where they're talking about sports and who owns what. And it's like it's you're not going if you're a fan of sports and you're a fan of cord cutting. You're waiting for ESPN to cut the cord or no, sorry for ESPN to become like a, a streaming only service. You're still not going to you're not going to have one source of sports. You're no. not even going to have one source of all of one kind of sport. No. You're going to, you know, if you watch any number, if you watch American football, where can you watch it right now on TV? ESPN, Fox, uh, CBS, NBC, NBC. Uh, it's it's a it, the rights are parceled out to so many different broadcasters. It would be the right. same way if all of those uh, channels were their own standalone app or streaming service that you had to pay for. So you're like, oh, okay, I want to watch the uh, New England game this weekend. Well, where is it? Oh, it's on Fox. Oh, do I have Fox now? I don't know. I got to go buy that. Okay, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be a big mess for a little while. It is. And 
especially if there are some some of those that are over the air that you wouldn't have to pay for. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. The other thing is a lot of the cable companies, if you see them now, if you notice what they do, I was just making a comment about this today, um, <clears throat> is they're trying to offer services now that more ingrain them to what experience they can provide over the wire. So uh, for a long time now, I have had a, I've had phone service from my cable company. I don't even own an analog phone, so there's no way for me to have phone yeah. service here. A lot right? of people don't. But I have it because it's bundled in and it makes my cable cheaper. Sounds ridiculous, but it's true. And I've tested them many times on that. Um, now they're doing a lot of the Internet of Things, IoT kind of stuff where they want to run your security system. They want to have IP-enabled video cameras that, that you can access from anywhere. They want to lock your doors, you know, all these other kinds of things. Yeah. That's going to expand and change. They're going to add more services like that where you do them as a service, what have you. Um, because they, they, they know they need to become more relevant because they're the ones that run the cable to your house. If, if they can figure out how to utilize the cable that runs to your house and do it in a more efficient and do it in a way that you really still need them, they're going to find a way. That's bad news for networks. That's bad news for producers. So I don't know. I'm not sure what the answer is. Uh, but I know they're trying to diversify. But I'll tell you this. Yeah. And, and this, is this is where things get really interesting for me. Is why can, why, why do you think HBO has been thinking, you already talked about it. Why are they the harbinger? Why are they the ones that are they're stepping out and saying, we're going to show people the way? Everything you said is true. And, and not just HBO, but Showtime too. True. However, HBO is the one that most people are, are talking about because HBO is big news. And because well, HBO. HBO has a good shows. They have a, they have really good shows, and they they have one show right now in particular that has been marked and mocked as one that uh, drives the most piracy on mm. the internet. And and they at least publicly use that as a badge of honor. They even like that's and, right. and, they, and they you like could, what's going on. I, I don't know what happens in the boardrooms at HBO, but you could actually argue that that was one of the things that pushed them to a standalone streaming. Exactly. Service. So this is why this gets interesting to me. Okay. Two things. One is that that that, that this Game of concept, Thrones, by the way, in case you missed all that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that piracy in many ways is proving itself to be true in that it drives with several university professors what what people will be silenced to say. But what I think is true is that piracy, to a certain extent, is responsible for people's consumption of legitimate media, be it music, be it shows, be it movies. In many, in, in some ways, at least you can say this whole HBO transition, piracy has driven their decision to be more profitable <laughs> because they've embraced it. Well, it does. We still need to kind of the jury's still out on if it is actually more profitable. Totally, you would, you, totally you would think true. it is. I mean, who knows? Right. It's easy to it's, say it's where they're, ah, it's where they're driving it, to. It, it makes so much more sense for HBO to just offer a streaming service and they directly get money from customers instead of going through uh, cable subscriptions. But we don't actually know if that's the case. It, it, people, what it is is people it is need, certainly yeah. market research. It is. And, and a lot data. of people are going to pay attention uh, to H cool. this HBO Now standalone service in the next few years to see if it does as well as HBO is hoping. So, so that, that's the number anyway. one, though. So <laughs> the number one is that I think, I think what it's shown is that at the very least piracy is an indicator of what people will buy and will buy at a premium over other stuff. Mm -hmm. That's valuable. <clears throat> Secondly, and probably most importantly, 
the reason Netflix is such a powerhouse still to this day is because what Netflix, in my mind, embodies, far in contrast from where they began, by the way, is that once a new model shows itself, embracing it instead of resisting it and fighting it can be very lucrative and can show a new and innovative way to work on things. Right? Yeah. Yep. So the economy of Netflix is is flourishing right now. And if all the networks end up, all the providers and then all the networks flock to that model, there'll be a deluge of Netflixes out there. I know you already mentioned a few that they're out there that are competing services. That's fine. But I mean a deluge. Like there's competition everywhere. And all of a sudden, it's just as expensive to maintain four or five different services as it would be to have a cable subscription. We see a nice little evening out that could happen here. But the reason I think, I think that's important is because there is an economy to be made here. But it's made by embracing a new model, a new way of doing things. And where I see the most success and why I think Netflix has done such a great job and what I see a lot of the networks and then a lot of the... Uh, providers moving to is embracing these new models. The ones that do are the ones that are going to evolve and the ones that don't will be the dinosaurs. Yep. It's a, it's a whether, I mean, I can understand why the cable companies, Time Warner, Comcast, they want to hold on as much as possible, kicking and screaming to the model that's worked so well for them. But if they don't evolve somehow, they will die. Um, And the channel, they'll take down some, they'll take down channels with them that, aren't also willing to innovate. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like oil companies, you know, it's, they've made so much money over the past hundred plus years, digging for oil, refining it and selling it. But the smart ones, and I I think all the big ones, actually, they are, they have a lot of money in alternate resources or ultimate forms of, uh, power generation. Absolutely. Uh, because, because they realize like, Hey, even, even still, you know, we're still doing really well with this whole oil thing. Someday, it's going to be a lot harder. There's and there's we have to innovate, or we will, like you just said, be dinosaurs. Uh, so the, and they have the money, literally if, and figuratively, figuratively for them. It's kind of like Google, um, uh, almost, because we were talking about how they like to throw money at all sorts of random crap and see what sticks. They have the money now; they might as well use it. If they just stick exactly. to, if they just stuck to advertising and they never went into YouTube or this or that or the other, then you know, yeah, they'd probably be really good at advertising. But what if the next big thing comes for advertising pushes them out and they're a dinosaur and all of a sudden all their money and their momentum was wasted you know they don't want to be stuck they don't want to be stuck with that and that's where other companies like facebook and such which are huge tech giants right now you wonder you wonder how long they'll actually be around because they still stick with one thing i know and it could be mercurial this is why I look at a company like Facebook and I don't see a great future, but I can see Microsoft making changes that yeah. could definitely keep them going for a long time. Strangely enough, I mean, Microsoft... As much as I hate Windows 10 right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft has been one of the one of those companies. Apple floundered yep. mightily in the late 90s until they found a completely new direction. You know, yeah, they still make computers and stuff, but they found their their money making niche, which was yes, I uh, MP3s players and then yeah. phones. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the story of business goes for hundreds of years of you have to evolve or die, and yes. uh, same thing's going to happen with the uh, t- 
television industry. So nice. All right. All right. So I think we, 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 for once, I think we feel like we, we tied a bow around that one pretty well. We could probably keep keep going on it, but that's that's good. Um, yeah, I as a person that has that has not got the cord and don't see it for the foreseeable future, primarily because of sports. Yeah. Um, you know, have have definitely found other places where I enjoy it and where I feel like it's it's paid off. But I certainly understand the opposite side of things like what you've done. In that, you know, hey, maybe this isn't so good. And maybe I'm just saturating my life with, with garbage at this point. And it would be good to kind of slim down a little bit and, and just forget some of this stuff. Um, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Folks, we've got the third portion of the program upcoming, which is where you can ask us questions and we will answer them live on the air. Um, many of you have already started kicking in some of your questions. If you'd like to join the chorus of, of folks that have kicked in their questions. All you have to do, if you're following along in the chat, send a private message to me, Commodore128. You'll find me up at the upper right-hand or upper left-hand corner, depending on which IRC chat client you're utilizing. And if you'd like to, if you're not following along in the chat, all you have to do is tweet at me, at It's the Commodore. I'll get you there. The best ones we're going to ask live on this here program. You ready to rock? I'm ready. Let's go. Doing it. Okay. Uh, Marquis says, hey guys, uh, I just beat Final Fantasy 2 SNES, so Final Fantasy 4 for the rest of us. This was this week in one sitting. Wow. Took me a little, took me a little less than 16 hours straight, which is pretty good, even if you know where you're going. What is the longest game you have ever played straight, and have you ever beat an RPG in one setting? In one sitting, sorry. Uh, straight? Straight, I think I would know for both of us. What? Because it was, it would be the same game. And it would be for the same nefarious reasons. Oh, are we talking about Rock Band? We're talking about Rock Band. Because oh, you and awful. I have played Rock Band for more, uh, I would say for more time than we've ever played any other game. That's cheating. Because of the marathon. That's cheating. Is that cheating? That, that's awful. Okay. And I never want to hear about it again. Um, I, I saw somebody play Rock Band the other day and I just went, oh, you cringe, cringe trust. Um, no. Outside of that, I was going to say maybe with our fellow uh, um, charity marathon uh, partner Michael um, I remember I think we were in high school about we we decided one random crazy uh, weekend it might have actually it was probably during the summer like hey let's play Secret of Mana all the way through okay Oof. so we did it I mean we slept in the middle so you know you count that yeah. but other, than that, great. other yeah. than that we were playing we we're I think my mom made us go outside for like an hour she's like you should you should do something for like an hour and then come back yeah. like okay yeah, we came right. back, went right back there, and we beat it. You, you went did. outside and stared at each other on the front porch and then came back inside after an hour. You look like the little sprite. <laughs> yeah. So we I guess go, I mean that is an RPG. That's an action RPG, so you could call it that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I am I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of playing games. I think that's the only in RPG really, I've done in one sitting. Really long stretches. I don't do well with that. Mm, um Civilization. Civilization, I've, I've definitely played four hours on end, but even then we were taking turns. So I well, I mean, I'm, I mean, any of the civilizations, uh, I, I, I get super enraptured. It, it's like a, uh, it's like a meme or it's a, it's a something at this point about how you lose track of time when you're playing any of the civilization games. But it is super true. I mean, I mean, I, st I, I start to feel guilty have... when I play too long. It's uh... one of the reasons I never get good at video games because you know, like. I'll go and play my brother who used to play Counter-Strike for, you know, 10, 
uh, 12 hours a day. And I feel like a total loser because I couldn't play that well. And, and I would get so fresh. I'd play for like an hour and I'd be like, screw this. I'm oh, moving on. Look at me. I have a life. I do things. Yeah. yeah I have a mortgage me. and a kid. Yeah, it's true. I did. <laughs> I both of those things. Um, uh, all right. So uh, here we go. All right. This, this is why it, the questions are not limited, folks, to video game topics, to geekery. Mm, is it food? We, we talk about life. Do we have a food question? About- um, we have a question from Blonde Max. Hey, men, great show tonight. Thank you, Blonde Max. Aww. You guys have been super, and frankly, the only thing keeping me from crying myself to sleep after my longtime girlfriend dumped me earlier today. Oh. So I guess thanks. The only sucks. thing missing is a lullaby. Would you mind providing your sweet voice for a lullaby? I'm going to bow this one out and let you go for it. No, that's, that's not fair. We need to, you got, what, what lullaby shall we sing? How about Good Night, My Angel? That's a lullaby. Oh, you mean um, Billy Joel? You mean lullaby by Billy Joel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Got uh, in parentheses. Good night, my angel. Tell me you've sung that to your little girl at some point. I have not. Oh, you got to get on that. You can't, and you want to know why? It's because that song is about like dying. So you know, it's a song. Life like, is it's a song after your daughter like tells you, "Hey, daddy, hey. are you going to be around forever?" And you go, "No, I'm going to be dead someday." Let me sing you a song about it. Life is pain, princess. Life is pain, princess. Life's a bitch, and then you die. The sooner you, yeah. Okay. Before we get on, before we get on to the lullaby, I'm proud of this joke. Um, so we recently moved buildings at my workplace. Honest to God, from my building, so so the 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 land that our campus is on, uh, many many years ago was owned by farmers. Uh, there's like a tobacco barn on the campus even. There's also graves. There's a little graveyard right outside. You can see it outside the window looking out like, oh, look, you can see the graveyard from, from our new work work building. That's kind of neat. Yeah. And so like, I was, telling, I was talk, looking at someone and I was like, well, this is kind of nice though because if you're at work and you're just it's like having a really rough day, at least you can get up, come to the window, look at the graves and think, well, work is hard, but at least one day I'll die. Come on, that's funny. Come on, it's it's good. Come it's, on, no, it's good. It's good. Hey, sing. <laughs> it's. I mean, I I I was expecting more. Uh, I I thought I thought that was gonna I thought there was gonna be more. There's no pleasing you to it than that. But I I I guess I guess maybe not. Okay, sing. Um, no, why don't we? Let's just sing. Let's just sing a regular lullaby. Okay, fine. We like to party. We like we like we, we like, like to party. Sing slowly. We, we like, like to party. We, we like we like to party. Go go. You woke him up. Go to sleep. Go to go to go to sleep. Go to sleep. Um. Uh, anyway, Ken from Street Fighter asks, so "What Nintendo franchise that hasn't had a game in at least ten years would you like to see come back?" Ooh, that's a great question. Ten years. What ten is, years what, is a long time. <clears throat> what year is it? Two thousand fifteen. So two thousand five. Yeah. When did Metroid? Five. The easy answer is Metroid. When did Metroid Prime Three come out? 
No, that's not 2005. It's got to be past that. The the Wii. Yeah. Um. Um. So, this isn't 10 years either. But and I know that there is a game coming, but Star Fox. Uh, uh that's a good it's one. Been ten. Yeah, it's I been mean, ten. but the new game, the new game, doesn't look like a worthy successor. But. Uh, yeah. I, well, we already discussed how the Wii U is pretty much gone. It's pretty much dead. Did you pick up your Wii U? No, I don't have it yet. What's this your deal? Cr- it's a, it's a story. It's a crazy story. I, I'll tell you about it some other time. Yeah. It was um, gifted to me. It's just they can't find it now, and I I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's a bad it's a bad memory. Windows ten, damn Windows ten. So, Star Fox sixty four was remade in two thousand eleven, technically, but the one I was thinking uh, about was Star Fox Command, <sighs> which was which I actually own, which mm-hmm. came out for Nintendo DS in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about uh, stuff in Smash Brothers. They even did uh, Punch Out recently. Yeah, well, there was a there was a punch out. Mm-hmm. Um, duck hunt. There hasn't been a duck hunt in no. ten years, has there? No. I don't think I'd want to see that though. Um, yeah. Oh, there hasn't been a Mario game in ten years. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Yuck. Not at all. Uh, there's Kirby games I, all the time. Kirby, yeah. Donkey Kong. Man, Fire emblem. Yeah, um. Oh, hey, Golden Sun. When did the last Golden Sun come out? It was DS, right? DS, yes. Not 3DS. No, DS. Um, I'm moving on. This is this is <laughs> this is hard. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna she pretend. Five years. I'm gonna say uh, Golden Sun and pretend that it's been ten years. All right. Mr. Mystery asks, long-time listener, third-time caller, what will you and Rue do in regards to cord cutting if your ISP enforces bandwidth quota mm. on your internet? Will you stop streaming TV or will you go back to cable? To cable. You know, that's interesting because that was a big fear. It seemed to be a big fear a few more a few years ago, and then there was such an outcry it kind of died down. So actually, yeah. I don't know if... Ban, uh, you, ca- you've caps probably are- already been throttling. You're been being throttled. You just don't know it. Well, maybe. You're just not being capped. The thing Cap is, is throttling. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the thing is, I don't know if that's something that'll actually happen or not at this point. Uh, I don't see any strong evidence, and I think things like Google Fiber are trying to keep the ISPs honest when it comes to that. Um, I mean. In my well, I, in my area, Google Fiber is coming, yes. and already Time Warner's starting to bump up everyone's bandwidth because, like, hey, hey guys, you don't want to leave us? Look, free bandwidth, go! You know, and they're definitely not talking about caps or or anything like that anytime soon. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, okay, so the actual question was, what would you do if that actually happened? Yeah, um, and I think if 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 I were capped on bandwidth. I would have to think about it because I think I would probably move providers. I mean, I, I think people will always a la carte to the cheapest option in droves. It doesn't mean everyone will, mm. right? But I think if, if, if people see that they can get a better deal by mixing and matching, a lot of times they'll do that because it, it, it makes economic sense 
But what usually happens there is that it won't make economic sense for long because the one-stop shops always find a way to provide, you know, a better value around other things. I, I think that's why caps, frankly, haven't come out mm-hmm. because I think all the traditional providers know that they would basically be they're basically going to end up cutting. They're going to slash their own prices, even if it's indirectly. Yeah, because there will be formats that people will go to that are unlimited and then they'll come back and yeah, that'll be that. Yeah. And it's because um, it, it caps that were tried a while ago mm-hmm. in certain markets by like Comcast and Time Warner even. And there was a huge backlash against them so that's why i don't think it's going to happen but if it did happen and you're kind of in a uh what do you call it a um monopoly which most people are when it comes to your internet service provider that would there would be a a large outcry and you would that would leave the door wide open for some sort of competition whether in the private or public sector there are more and more private private sector solutions to uh create internet service providers uh, like fiber internet service providers, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's interesting to see where that might go. Actually, until you know, and I'm not, I, I am definitely not advocating this position because uh, I, I, I don't think I would ever advocate this position. But I'm not sure yet. Until internet access is the same as your city water bill, yeah, it's going to be very difficult. Because think about it, it's pretty much the same way. I, whenever I talk to people about how internet gets to people's houses, because a lot of people don't understand that concept, I use tubes. water. Right, I use water, exactly. Yeah. Right? Well, I, you know, I, and if you run out, if you run out, I hear there's lots of internet, internet down California way. And, and absolutely. And all you have to do is reset the WRT54G that lives somewhere in Colorado. <laughs> the point is, if you, you know, until it's a public utility. Yeah. There's always going to be this kind of difficult issue because all the service providers have a very legitimate claim, I think, and that they spend a lot of money investing in putting the infrastructure there. They need to, re- to remake that, that, uh, that investment. They also use and a lot of government time. money to do that, too. They do. They do um, because a lot of the land. And, yeah. And all so, I mean, that's a, that's, a prickly, that's a prickly political situation. I I would not be surprised if internet become, becomes a public utility at some point. I think I think it probably will, but uh, again, that we're a long way away from that. Oh, there there are still a lot of people that connect to the internet over telephone lines. Yeah, actually, that and that that was a that was a data point that I did not bring up during our discussion on cord cutting. But according to the 2013 uh, census, uh, well, the, the the Census Bureau. Um, in the U.S., 74.4% of all households report Internet use, which is less than most people might think. Uh, that um, is less. I mean, that's probably it's probably not accurate because so well, many people access the Internet over their phones now. and you know. Regardless, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I, could, I could kind of believe three-fourths of people have an Internet connection and the rest don't. But that's only going to increase. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's being seen more as a public service or as a... And- as, as a as a service that is necessary, like water or electricity, uh, and I, I could definitely see in, in at least a decade or two, at, the, at, at probably a decade at minimum, that becoming a utility. I, I will suggest for any of you out there that are so inclined, there is a great, great YouTube channel. I think it's only about a year old. Clan of the called, Com- called Computer File. 
which is actually the um, uh, the offspring of a of another great channel that I think you would probably like called Numberphile. Okay. But uh, Computerphile basically asked the why of the simplest questions about computers and about connect connectivity and so on and so forth. Really, really good if you're getting interested in computers in general and you want to just kind of learn uh, simplistic from really, really smart people, brilliant people, the, the kind of nuts and bolts of, of, of how things work. Oh, neat. But I was thinking about this the other day after watching some computer file videos about the generational gap in connectivity that exists between us and like two generations beneath us, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you and I were growing up, internet access was by and large a niche thing and it was also a luxury product in many ways, only enjoyed by people that could afford it. Um, by and large, internet access is taken for granted by many, 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 many people. In fact, by most people today, because there are so many different devices that we just kind of don't think about the connectivity. We just connect. Yeah. Um, there's a drastic difference between those two mm -hmm. things and it's a, it's a fascinating conversation. That, yeah. Uh, should have some time. It's definitely a worthwhile debate uh, that I think uh, reasonable people could disagree on. Someone in the chat, it, it already scrolled up, uh, said that I think something about on the lines of uh, in certain places in Europe, internet is seen as a basic human right. I wouldn't go that far, but I could that, see it. I think is ridiculous. That's kind of ridiculous. Yes. I mean, even water and well, whatever you can people again, reasonable people disagree on things like healthcare being basic human right or, or television or water in this country is, 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 is provided by the government over the air, right? In many ways, they say, yes, this yeah. is something we protect, something we facilitate. Television is not a basic human right. Right, I, and, and so I wouldn't call it a basic human right, but I, I, I could be convinced that in the argument that I could, it should be a, utilitized, is that a word? Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Um, right. But anyway, uh, wow, we spent a lot of time on that question. Yeah, we, should, we should totally. <laughs> that's like, a, that's like its own topic. It. I know, um, we, should, we should rock that topic otherwise. Rock on the topic? Um, what? What? Yeah. I yeah. am for real. Uh, good friend of the program, Anuvong, asks, do you guys think Microsoft or Sony could ever seriously compete with Nintendo in the handheld market in the next 15 years? No. Want to know why? Okay. Because they don't want to. Because uh, why? Especially with the rise of, of uh, mobile gaming. Yeah, that's probably. It, I mean, Nintendo's just making so much money right now. I mean, they really are the model. Oh wait! Did I lose that money? <laughs> yeah. So uh, why the hell do they want to compete? I don't this think. My yeah. Point. Well, I mean, again, not you're, you're not you're not quite answering the question. The question is could because they? the question doesn't make sense. Hey, you guys hey. think ever seriously could compete? Well, competition be nice in, involves the fact that you want to win. They don't want to win. They they're letting Nintendo have it. You got it. You win. You won the money. You won. You won. I won the money. You won the money. Uh, that's some National Lampoon's Vegas vacation for you, in case you're wondering, playing at home. They won. They won the money. We're messed up in the head. Um, I think you're all in the head. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park, and you want to bail out. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. It's no longer a vacation. This is a quest. <laughs> it's a quest, it's a quest for, fun. for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun, and we're ending it there. Oh. Um... I was going to say something and I got completely distracted by uh, Chevy Chase. Um, 
What was the question? Mobile, they mobile gaming. Yeah. What, yeah. Could, could anyone challenge Nintendo? I think we'll have a better answer to that question in about a year or so when okay. the Nintendo NX comes out with their unified platform for mobile and hand, uh, home gaming and whatever this mysterious thing turns out being. Uh, yes. They're also partnering with what DNA, which is the Japanese, not only a mobile gaming company, but, well, whatever. They do stuff. Interesting we don't know we don't know what the form of Nintendo's handheld gaming uh strategy will be mm-hmm. in 5 years let alone whatever the question was 15 years um yes so i think you make a good point make a good point that Sony or Sony and Microsoft don't even want to attempt that right now um it'll be curious to see where Nintendo even is at that point maybe they'll hit a home run maybe I don't know. The 3DS is doing a lot better than people thought it was in the first, or thought it would in the first year. That's for sure. Yes, they kind of yes. they kind of pulled that out of the dirt. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, man, we are we are running late here. All right, so let's do uh, let's do some some of these that are Speed a little run. bit easier to answer. Razalon asks, "We're heading toward a future of the all-in-one device, which is what you were just talking about, actually." But what will come after that? Where do we go from there? The mm, answer, apocalypse. my friends, is cybernetics. Plastics. Plastics. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, is, everyone's, this, this concept of form factor is a really interesting one, right? Uh-huh. In, in, in some of the conversations we just had, the, the concept of how the cable terminates in your house is interesting, right? Yeah. Because if that cable is your IP-based television, it's a set-top box provided to you by the cable company or the satellite company, which is now, by the way, AT&T uh, in the case of DirecTV. Um, if it is an internet connection, it could be a Roku box. It could be a Chromecast. It could be an Apple TV, right? That form factor, still up for grabs. Who the hell knows how that's going to work? The form factor of the game system, which does by and large many of those things. Like I can go down right now, right now downstairs, pop on the Xbox, watch some Netflix. No problem, right? Same way I could do it over a Chromecast or over a, mm. you know, uh, a set-top box for my cable provider. But I can also play games. I can jump on to a mobile device and watch Netflix over my home internet. Can I, you see what I'm saying? Sure. All these devices are trying to be the all-in-one. I'm not so sure we're there yet. But what I do know is that everybody's trying to create their own new one. The Apple Watch is a great converged device yes. because they thought that's the next big thing. The next big thing is not to have your phone in your hand, but just to have your watch and just it's a kind of a part of you. But if you really look at what that is, that kind of is the cybernetic next move, right? Um, cars are, are now 3D rendering all of their uh, instrumentation and gear. There's no more lights on the dashboard, right? Um, Heads-up displays, kind of embedding yeah. itself in the windshield. These are all things that try to become technology that we experience in devices, but instead of experiencing them on a device, you actually experience them organically as a part of the apparatus of living. Scary thought, I know, but it's true. So who knows? But that would be my guess. Ditto. All right. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> Um, let's see. Morgan asks, what's your favorite remix from Super Smash Brothers? <clears throat> Super Smash Brothers. Well, you can't answer that question because you don't still, still don't have a Wii U. Uh-huh. Don't. Don't. 
Um, you know what? I'm going to pick out a random one first. Uh, the Fountain of Dreams from Smash Brothers Melee is really awesome. You know what I'm talking about. The, and I actually really miss that stage. The, um, the stage room. I know the stage you're talking the about. The mirrored Kirby stage. Yeah. With Fountain of Dreams. Yes. And awesome. just a beautiful, beautiful remix. Uh, I also was obsessed with the Zelda 2 remix in the Hyrule Temple. Uh, out of the more recent one, though, I am a huge fan of the Smiles and Tears remix for uh, uh, from Earthbound, of course. Um, I had to say an Earthbound one. But I'm just really, really... I was disappointed in the Earthbound-related content that Smash Brothers Brawl brought to the party. I'm very excited mm. to see what uh, the new Smash Brothers brought in terms of music and, and other content. Uh, I, I feel satiated with it. So Nice. Um... All right, well, I'll answer once I get a Wii U. <laughs> Next, which hopefully won't be long. Two years. Um, let's see. Jordan asks, I've got to know, why do you think the PS4 is doing better than the X-Bone? I, I can't see any reason game-wise. No is it hardware? clue. I was wondering the same thing today. I was seeing, I'm was i like on Google News, and I just see stuff about like Xbox, can they even come back? PS4 is so far ahead. They're just selling <laughs> units hand over fist. I don't get it i seriously don't i'm looking i'm still of the mind I, i've put off the whole debate in my mind of do i want an xbox an x bone or a ps4 because i honestly don't want either for the foreseeable future i'm like there's nothing that is compelling me to get either of these things not at all um especially not one over the other i don't get it i don't get it i don't think sony gets it either which is the weird thing they don't, which is a scary thought. But that, if you don't know what why you're innovative, then you're going to get killed. I, I'll tell you what. He, let's reserve this judgment until January of next year. And the reason I say that is this. The lineup of games for the Xbox combined with the backwards compatibility conversation and now the streaming through Windows 10, which now everybody that owns a PC that's not me is going to have. Um, we put all those things together. Sony has admitted that their holiday lineup and their game lineup for the next six months or so is a little anemic, okay? Yeah. And I agree with them. It is. Xbox has a ton of great games coming out for it over the next six months. It is unbelievable. We're going to get to test here, folks, whether games sell consoles or whether that's a load of hoo-ha, okay? But <clears throat> interestingly, if by January the gap hasn't closed significantly, then I think Xbox is going to be in trouble. PS uh, or Sony will just run away with it. And there are people in the chat making, the only thing that makes sense to me thus far is um, Sony killed it on their first impression with the PS4 and Microsoft yes. totally bungled it. Totally. And that yeah. is very important. I think I, this, I, agree. I think the same kind of thing happened with the Wii U. Uh, people were very confused when it was announced. They still don't quite understand. There are people today that still don't understand if Wii U is its own separate console or not. Johnny yep. Johnny Q Public is not all that intelligent when it comes to stuff no. like that. Uh, and, and that's that might be that might sound mean, but it's just like it's just not that important to them. They're like, eh, I want a game console. Uh, they, and a lot of people probably still think because when they first heard about the Xbox or the Xbo, and they're probably they hear things like, oh. Uh, oh, you have to, you, you can't, all, uh, all the things that were wrong with it. Uh, the Kinect yeah. can watch you. 
It's on all the time. Uh, you can't buy used games. Oh, uh, I remember hearing all that like two years ago when this when the right. Xbox launched. I'm going to get the PS4. The people, and even though Microsoft has done a really great job fixing a lot of those issues, first impressions matter a lot. Yep. That's all I can no, I think agree. of. That's it. I, I think you're right. And I think the focus of Microsoft, part to, to expand a little bit more on what you just said about why Microsoft laid an egg is because they were very focused on stuff that the Xbox could do outside of playing games. And I think they learned, uh, they are still learning that people are very in tune with games first and foremost out of consoles, mm-hmm. which uh, was kind of sh- still shocking to them. Yeah. I mean, the reason that Microsoft got into the gaming market, if you ever go read any history of the Xbox, it's because, you know, Bill Gates basically had this concept in his head that these technology companies were winning the the living room space. And for some reason, he thought it was theirs. Um, So he wanted to go compete with them no matter how much it lost money in the first generation. Um, Bad news. I'm not so sure any of these companies, Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft, owns the living room space. And what yeah. might bear out over time is that none of them do, and that the PS4 is the, the death knell of the console system. Yeah, well, you, uh, you, or, hopefully. I mean, you, know, you what owns the living room space right now is Chromecast. Chromecast, Apple TV, Roku, small, tiny. Well, Chromecast is the best really selling computers. of all those. Yeah, just media players. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if I want to watch, if I want to watch something on Netflix, I don't go onto my Xbox 360 or my Wii U and watch it. I no. pull it up on my phone, Chromecast, boom, Bing. done. Bing. Oh, do I want to move that to my phone so I can go to the kitchen and get something? Yeah, cool. Okay, now I'm going to move it back to the thing. It's brilliant. It's perfect. It's very easy and simple. And 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 simple. Um, and I'm not saying, by the way, that like, oh, I don't understand why PS4 is is winning, or winning, quote unquote. The con- they're selling more consoles than Xbox yes. Xbox because Xbox is so great. Either I'm not saying that either. In my mind, they're so very similar. I just don't understand why one has such a big step up. And the only reason I can come up with is first impression. Anyway, that wasn't a quick yes. question. No, but it's but it's a good one. A quick answer. Uh, definitely worth worth asking. Um, and answering in very long-winded fashion. Yes, which we're good at. Um, Beep Boop asks, Hey, guys, do you play any sort of tabletop gaming? If so, which edition slash, sis- slash system is your favorite? Uh, yes. Well, I, I haven't played D&D Next yet. Oh, it's good. It's very good. Well, D&D, but, it's, it's D&D 5th edition now, isn't it? Okay, fine. Whatever, whatever you want to say. Yeah. When I was looking into it back in, the, back in the day when I used to play D&D, that was what it was called. Um, so, but I would say, I would say, you know, 3.5 D and D is still awesome. Was, is, was still my favorite after we moved on to fourth edition. Yeah. Um, Pathfinder is a a very good, uh, evolution of that. Uh, we've tried some other stuff like D 20 modern and stuff like that. Uh, I just recently tried Firefly up in Com Bravo, which was interesting. That's cool. Uh, which was not a D 20 based system. Um, yep. uh, but yeah, I'm actually involved in a weekly gaming session whenever we can do it, uh, for D and D fifth edition. And it's like a horror, uh, uh, themed campaign, um, which if Commodore was still in the area, he could join, but he's a loser. Yes. So, yep. Not happening. Nope. Um, Techie asks, are you looking forward to the 2016 Ghostbusters? Hmm. You're the you're the Ghostbusters freak. That's a better <laughs> question for you. 
uh looking forward is not the right word um tolerate yeah. more like tolerating it yeah I, I hold out no hope i'll put yeah, it uh, i'm not i'm not i'm not prejudging and saying it's going to be terrible i'm going in with no expectations i'm very likely not going to see it in the theater i'll just i'll see it eventually but i hold out no hope that it's going to be good um yeah. It's kind of the same thing I started out with Star Wars, with the new Star Wars, I should say, where it yeah. got it got announced Disney bought it, they're going to do new movies, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, I hold out no hope that these are going to be good. I'm just going to cautiously stand by and see what happens. Granted, events since then have shown that it's probably going to be pretty darn good. So I'm starting to get a little bit more excited, let myself get more excited. But I'm not doing that with, yet with Ghostbusters. I haven't seen anything yet that shows me, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is the... The uh, geeky re- receptionist. Did you say kinky reception receptionist? I said I said geeky receptionist. Oh. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, sigh. Anyway, we'll see. we'll see. I'm I'm not even close to being excited about it. Jeffrey asks, "How long until the Big Twelve dies? What? Where does everyone go? Um, the Big Twelve. Probably, probably, probably. I would say in the next five to ten years." What do you the guys... conference system as we know it is going to be gone. Now that there's only 10 teams in the Big 12. What are you guys talking about? Football. Oh, Big 12. Oh. Oh, we actually got a sports um, question. Okay. Yeah. So I think because, you Man, know. You think it's going to die? I thought, I thought we were pretty settled on five uh, super conferences. No? Well, is the Big 12 a super conference? Yeah. With with ten teams that are it, that include it is the least of know, the five super conferences, but yes. yeah, it currently is. Isn't uh, Texas is in it, right? Texas is in it. So is Oklahoma. If Texas leaves the Big Twelve, it's dead. It's done for. Easy. Yeah, or or Oklahoma really, because I mean, when Texas or Oklahoma leaves, the other one is going to have to follow to keep the Red River rivalry. Everything else, um, I, either or. Oklahoma or Texas leaves, the Big Ten is dead. The Big 12 is dead, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, meanwhile, the Big Ten has, like, what, 15, 14 teams? Anyway. Yeah, I know. But there it is, right? If that isn't a joke, I, I mean, that, that in, well, in itself should show why it's such a first ridiculous off, joke. First off, that's a reason why you should not have ridiculously vague names for your conference. Uh, exactly. Secondly, um, I find it... Well, it's not. It wasn't amusing at the time. It was frustrating. Uh, but a few years ago, when Maryland jumped ship from the ACC, and people were like, "Oh, ACC death knell is going to fall apart." Oh man, where's everyone going to go? Oh, probably Virginia Tech and NC State will go to the uh, yeah. uh, SEC, and UNC and UVA will go to the Big Ten, and they're like yeah. post-morteming everything. I'm like, wait a minute, what yeah. the heck? Let's. Yeah. Meanwhile, since then, Florida State actually woke up. They actually are playing football again. So there's that. Um, right. Uh, the only key that the ACC needs to completely solidify itself as a perfectly fine conference for the foreseeable future, Notre Dame needs to get off of its butt and say, fine, fine, we're going to join a conference in football. If they do, it's yeah. obviously going to be the ACC at this point because they're already in the ACC for everything else in the world. They right. already play like five games a year with ACC schools. Just right. do it already, Notre Dame. We're waiting yeah. for you. Come on. Why, why are you being a holdout? How many teams are in the ACC right now, including Notre Dame? 15? 15. I think we're holding a 16th spot specifically to try to lure Notre Dame. Specifically to say, hey, Notre Dame, who do you want to take it to get you to join? We don't care. 
<laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, Just I th- tell us. I think I think uh, college football or college conference uh, athletic conferences are in a holding pattern for the time being. But at some point, more crap will hit the fan, and it might be related actually to the whole death of college sports on TV. Not death, but um, explosioning. Of of college sports on TV because I mean you have things like the uh, like I was saying before the Big Ten Network which was such a big bargaining chip for all these schools and getting like Maryland and Rutgers to join in, um, they have like contracts going out to 2026 and I'm here like is is college sports on TV gonna be the big thing the big contract demanding thing it is now in 2026. I don't Do know. Do we really think in another 10 plus years that television is going to be the major driver of revenue for college sports? That's a very interesting question. Like I was saying before, maybe you live in interesting times. We'll see. 10 sports, years is sports, a sports, long sports, sports. time. It is. It is. It yeah. definitely is. Um, all right. So I got two very important ones to finish us off here. One with a bullet, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Ken from Street Fighter asks, boxers or briefs? Boxers. Briefs. You sicko. All right. Now, this one. With a bullet from our good friend, Psychopather. Holy crap. I just realized this is my last ESL before college. Oh, God. Any last minute advice? Uh... So. <laughs> nope. Um... Yeah, what do you got? Don't. Well, I I don't. It's don't. Is it? Enjoy yourself. <laughs> no, that's it. Enjoy. Just don't. Enjoy your time. Just enjoy don't. yourself. Just don't. There's there's plenty to enjoy about college. It's a great time. It's a time in your life that you will never be able to duplicate. But also realize that you know there's a smart way and a fun way to enjoy yourself in college that doesn't involve hurting other people. Or endangering others' lives, um, just just keep to that, and everything will be fine. Speaking from experience here, yeah, you know, a little bit. I've got I've got, I've got some years under my belt here, um, and you know, as somebody that was in a fraternity, I can tell you this: I kind of see fraternities and sororities almost being anachronistic at this point. It just seems to me that they're they've outlived their usefulness. It depends. It's a it's a club. It, it's a it's it's what it is. It's a fraternal society. It's a reason for people to get together even, and meet even each the other. The secret society concept, which is what gave birth to the well, Hellenic Greek fraternity system in this country, the secret society concept in many ways to me is just it's just kind of lost. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just skeptical. Um, do things. Join join activities and clubs because this is the best chance you'll ever have to meet people. It becomes much more much more harder, much harder after college. Not that it's impossible, but it's it's just harder. Yes. Uh, uh, like we both did marching band, which I saw as my fraternity. Um, yeah. <clears throat> there are fraternity aspects to it. It's clickish. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like some of the advice that's coming over the uh, the chat, by the way, which is mm-hmm. good. Everything, Adam A20, everything in moderation and sometimes in excess. That's yeah. good. Let's just I go like with that. that. Just for, ignore yeah. what we said. Go with that. Don't let anybody sign your checks. 
<laughs> Don't take any wooden nickels. Don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> um, all right. It's my advice from 1903. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, keep your wallet in your front pocket. All right. So uh, thank you all for joining oh. us here. I think we, we covered. I got one damn, more. Oh, you got one more? Okay, yeah, because I know something over the over the old Twitter about yep. from uh, from Rip. Hold on. Good old Rip. Good old mailbag on the on the Twitter. Give a shout. Uh, give a shout out to my uh, wife in the podcast because she gave yes. birth four days ago to their son. Pretty so, daggum good. Congratulations, Mrs. Rip. Uh, hope you guys you. Uh, enjoy the little one and uh, enjoy the poopy dip- diapers. In, in, well, don't enjoy them. Embrace them. Well, because they're going to happen. Doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> um, yeah, there's one thing that's for sure in life: poopy diapers. Um, anyway, and if you don't follow Shooter McGavin on Twitter, by the way, you, you totally should. Rest in peace, Chubbs Peterson, 1948 to 1996. We've only just begun. Um, all right, so thank you all for enjoying. It. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know. Maybe you didn't enjoy it. Maybe you hated it. Screw you. you. Yeah, if you did, then. Damn it, why'd you hang out this long? Um, for uh, riding along with us here on another Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf, we have, uh, we, we've covered a, a, pretty big, a pretty deep topic tonight. I, I feel pleased about how we covered it. And we also answered some great questions and uh, gave you news that you never, ever will use anywhere else about Rue's phone. Mm-mm. So uh, at this point, it probably would be good to mention the fact that we are a real podcast. Rue, you want to take that one? Oh, yeah, we're a real podcast. Perfect. Yep. Uh, uh, anything to know about your phone? <laughs> yes. Tell me what phone I should get. Think about it before next time. Uh, you can find us um, on iTunes, Android, uh, podcatching apps, and Stitcher. Just go ahead and search for Echo, uh, Echo Screen Live. You'll find us. There aren't all that many Echo Screen Lives. Uh, and, and you can listen to us on your mobile uh, device of choice. Don't even have to have a cable subscription for that. Yes. So true. Yes. Um. All right, cool. And, uh, you know, if, if following on what Rue had said, if you'd like to suggest a topic for this here program, all you have to do is let us know. You already know my Twitter handle at It's the Commodore. Um, you can always find us at clanofthegraywolf.com. We are always there. And there are actually videos to watch. Imagine that. What? We got videos now. I know. It's unbelievable. New records. Um, hopefully, more of them to come. Oh, there will so, be. Trust me. All right, good. So that's good stuff. In the process. Thank you all for, for joining us. Thank you for hanging out with us for such a long time. And sorry if you hate the sounds of our voices and what? you really only Why hang up for an hour and then that? hang up on us. Uh, but anyway, we will be back in mm. two weeks on Wednesday because we're every two weeks on Wednesday at 9, 9 p.m. with another riveting topic. Super Until riveting. then, for Rue, I am the Commodore from the Clan of the Gray Wolf. And there is no reset button. Ding, ding. Finally.
so slow be singing Singer at the end there, just I gotta tell you, it's truth. a lullaby. Damn it! 